Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here with Phil Burdett and Joe Stewart of Dell SecureWorks talking about some of the emerging trends that we're seeing in the industry. Phil, I'm going to start with you just to kind of get an overview of the threat landscape. One of the trends that's emerged recently, and in fact, I just had an interview with one of your colleagues at Dell SecureWorks a couple of weeks ago about this, is the fact that hackers aren't really using malware so much anymore. They're actually coming in, compromising credentials and system tools to wage their attacks, and these are repeated attacks. They're kind of advanced persistent attacks that we're seeing being waged against a number of different types of systems, including point-of-sale systems. Yes, that's correct. So the term we use to describe that type of activity is living off the land, where adversaries are using native system tools and resources, such as PowerShell or WMI or BitsAdmin, uh, as well as compromising credentials, uh, most often going after privileged accounts, such as service accounts or domain administrator accounts, and using those, again, native capabilities of an environment to further their objective. That enables them to connect to other systems in the enterprise by moving laterally to things like file servers and domain controllers or point-of-sale systems. Ultimately, there's a lot of focus in the security community around detecting malware and the infrastructure used by the malware, and it's important to also consider the possibility that an adversary may not need malware to achieve their objective because they're going to follow the path of least resistance. How are they compromising the credentials? It can be a number of different ways. So they may initially gain access to the compromised credentials by sending a phishing email. Uh, we've repeatedly see phishing emails reporting to be from the IT security staff saying we recently updated our new system, please log in to test your credentials. And once the uh, unknowing victim enters their credentials, those same credentials are used to remotely access the victim network uh, masquerading as a legitimate user, usually through their VPN solution or their Citrix solution or even potentially accessing their email through Outlook Web Access. And as I mentioned in the introduction, these are really, for lack of a better way of putting it, advanced persistent threats because they're using these credentials and compromised systems to continually attack a network. Right. So it's it's really important to remember that, you know, while it's great to identify and evict an adversary one time, just like our job is to uh, keep adversaries out of environments, their job is to continue to try to get in and maintain access. And so it's really about continuous monitoring and focused on the behaviors adversaries are using and not just the infrastructure tools that they're using potentially at a point in time. Let's talk a little bit about something else that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, Phil, and that is kind of the evolution of these attacks, I guess, is the best way for me to put it, where you see espionage coupled with ransomware. So it's kind of like nation-state meets cybercrime. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting trend that we've observed over the past two months where traditional tactics, techniques, and procedures, or TTPs, that we have historically associated purely with nation-state activity is starting to blend into possibly the criminal space. And so what we're observing is adversaries who are breaking into environment specifically right now by compromising web servers and they're gaining access to those systems either through web shells or remote access tool again traditionally custom software associated with nation states uh, creating user accounts elevating their privileges gaining access to domain administrator credentials but ultimately what they're doing is instead of going after intellectual property they are deploying ransomware to the enterprise so they are deploying it to all systems in the enterprise or a large swath of systems in the enterprise which has a serious business impact when whole business units are unable to operate because they can't access the files on their systems.
Do you think this is the new trend that we're going to see in ransomware? I think we're going to continue to find new and creative ways for adversaries to uh, make money. And if this is a way that they can bypass security controls that are focused on web exploits and uh, phishing campaigns when the adversary is already inside of the network and can launch the attack from inside of their own uh, enterprise, a lot of security controls aren't positioned to have the visibility and detect and uh, enable the IT security staff to respond effectively. So what are some of the solutions? What should organizations be doing to help detect some of these attacks mm -hmm. that really sound undetectable right now? So really it's it's about, again, not focusing solely on security solutions around malware and infrastructure, but those that are continuously monitoring to enable detection and response capability. Um, there's uh, specifically the ability to instrument the endpoint, have the capability to quickly detect adversary behavior. So the use of explicit credentials to map network drives and then launch a create a scheduled task on that target system that may launch malware. The sooner you can detect the activity before the adversary launches the ransomware, the better opportunity there to reduce the overall cost of an, to an organization because that doesn't require them to um, you know, engage you know, an incident response team for 40 systems and you can limit the scope of the intrusion to one. And talking about solutions, uh, this is a nice time to segue to you, Joe, because something that Dell SecureWorks has put out recently is an open source platform. It's basically designed to help detect when someone is trying to get into the network or uh, get more information from the network based on what I understand. Tell us a little bit about what this is and how it's being deployed and why Dell decided to make this open source. Sure. So this is our uh, open source Honey Token tripwire. So we're trying to use honey tokens uh, in order to detect when an attacker goes from having a foothold on one computer on a network to going and having control over the entire network, uh, basically using tools like Mimikatz to scrape uh, domain administrator credentials off of a workstation and then basically control the entire network. So Honey Tokens you know, have been around for a long time, uh, if you don't know what they are, it's basically any kind of small piece of information you might litter around a network uh, on purpose uh, so that when an attacker finds it and tries to use it, it exposes them in the process. Uh, so it could be a database entry, could be an email address, could be uh, an SSH key. In our case, we're looking at a domain administrator username and password. And so we were brainstorming one day on you know how to tackle kind of this problem of you know domain privilege escalation. And we were wondering, hey, is anybody out there got something simple that you could deploy using honey tokens to just kind of watch for this activity. We only found one thing. We found a suggestion on the SANS blog and uh, the author mentioned that if you use the Windows run as command with a particular set of switches uh, you could get it to inject fake credentials into memory that could be scraped by an attacker. Uh, so it's a honey token, right? So we thought that's that sounds actually really great. Uh, now we just need to find you know some implementation of that, and people could download and use it. And we could recommend it. Unfortunately, there wasn't anything. You'd have to go in and manually set it up. You, you'd be stuck using you know one username and password across the entire enterprise probably, and that's just not very effective. It doesn't really give you much insight to you know where the attacker got in and when they got in. We thought, well, what if we basically set up a server that handed out Honey Token credentials every single day to every single workstation with a unique pair of username and password, right? So now, 
if an attacker scrapes those out of memory on any workstation, we know exactly which workstation it came from and we know exactly what day it was scraped out of memory. So it gives you now a forensic time frame that you can go back. And we thought, you know, this really wouldn't be that hard. We could write this up, you know, using a little bit of Python, uh, a little bit of C Sharp, uh, and uh, it didn't take us that long. In a couple of weeks, we had a working proof of concept. And we said, you know, this is great. You know, if we wanted to release this, you know, we'd have to probably just go into full product mode or we open source it, release it to the community, right? And we thought probably best to go the open source route. It's not that hard to code, but nobody had really done it before. So it doesn't really, you know, make sense as a full-blown solution, but it does give you this really nice single tripwire to detect a really important moment in time uh, during an attack. And, you know, another benefit to open sourcing it is that if, you know, security personnel who are suspicious by nature uh, want to deploy it on their network, well, now they've got the source code. They can audit themselves. They can make all the changes they want uh, and, you know, before they compile it and run it. And then lastly, uh, that gives the rest of the community the chance to make changes and, and mm -hmm. add new features, make it more robust. So we would invite contributors to, to help us, you know, build this kind of tool. When is it being released? Uh, this will be released on Wednesday. So this week? Yes, this week. And if someone's interested in learning more about it, would they just visit your website? Uh, yes, uh, they can visit our website. Uh, we should have it posted there, and, and the source code itself will be released on GitHub. Great. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time. Again, we've just heard from Phil Burdett and Joe Stewart of Dell Secure Works. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.